okay, you got to get here. My son yep. just shot his wife. Okay, okay. Is, is she I'm dead? Sure. Hey, Luna. Hey, operator. Hey, have you ever heard of somebody being afraid that their food will touch each other on their dinner plate, like the foods touch the other foods? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I'm one of those people. I uh, definitely worked with a lot of uh, kids who, who would not want it all mixed in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Normal thing. Yeah. You, yes, it is a normal thing. Did you know that there's actually a fear of the food touching the plate. Like it's a documented, like, uh, yeah, like they have a, a name for it. No, I didn't know that. Is, and it, it seems kind of odd, right? Cause like, what else is the food going to do except for touch the plate? But that's phobias for you, right? It's like, they're not, not, they're not, uh, what's the word? Um, not always logical. Right. Yeah. So that, that fear is called brumotactylophobia. The fear of things not working out logically or the fear of the food? <laughs> the fear of the food touching the actual plate. So any food is using gravity to sit on the plate. <laughs> it's The fear of that is called brumotactylophobia. All right. Crazy, huh? I didn't know that. Have you ever heard of athlemophobia? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh man, we just finished doing the uncut version and talked about so many inflammatory <laughs> things. I was gonna <laughs> say, is that similar to homophobia? Flaming? Uh, no. So I said it anyways. No, no, I haven't heard. Not of it. a flamophobia, athlemophobia, like athletics, like a t l a t h l e, athlemophobia. So I've breaking the word down, if it's athlemophobia, uh, it actually is the fear, the fear of sports. Really? Yeah. Like you could be scared. Oftentimes it's a fear of playing sports and be, being injured, but it's also a fear of. Like the social, like the social aspect of it. I know like when I was in gym class, a lot of people would fake injuries and be sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. You're like, oh, they just don't like to run or something mm -hmm. like that. But I think what it was looking back on it now and having kids and uh, a girl who was like that, I think what it was, was that they, they didn't want to fail. In yep. a group uh, sport, they thought that they weren't capable enough. Yes, and all that would be bucketed under athlemophobia. Um, mm. My brother-in-law, bless his heart, had this unrealistic fear, uh, which actually ended up happening to my dad. Uh, oddly enough, he he had a fear. He had a fear that when he was in a swimming pool, that sometime he would push off from the wall, but his toe would get stuck in like a the vent or a or a nozzle or something and it would mess his it would like wreck his toe. My dad actually had that happen on a business trip. He had this huge, you know, couple day long toe. session. Yeah, huge yeah. toe. It's a couple day long business thing. And then he just went down to the holiday in pool and was relaxing and he's like, ah oh. and then he pushes off from the thing, gets his toe stuck in the grate, and it like <laughs> his body moves forward, but his toe's like, I think part of me is gonna stay behind. Oh now just, I have a fear of that. Thanks yeah, for sharing so, the story. All that's athlemophobia. So here's here's we're okay. So if that is the fear of sports, then what do you think soccerophobia is? I don't know. Sounds like talking about 
fear of soccer. Fear right? of playing soccer, sure. Yeah, no, it's actually the fear of one's own in-laws. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow, man, they got phobias for everything. They do. Yes. They do. They really do. Yeah, soccerophobia is the fear of one's own um, uh, family by marriage. We all got that. <laughs> all right, but like right? an intense fear, like a really like you yeah, will like, not go like and meet them. Okay. Unreasonable. On today's call, we're going to learn about a married couple named John and Nancy Kovac. They lived in a town called Comstock Township, Michigan. Which also, do do you know what a township is? Why do we call some towns townships? I don't know. I'll tell you. A a township in the U.S. is most often it's a division of a population of people which is governed by a local government. Uh, So that a group of people living in a town, they they form their own like micro government. But that government is typically subordinate to a county. So the county is still bigger than a township in most cases, but the township has like its own, you know, like its own board of, you know, city board or whatever, people that do stuff for the township. And you've seen this on shows, you know, where like unions, you know, there's some guy who's over a certain township and whatnot. So most of these places, they're too small to be considered like urban, but they act as a boundary for census work. Uh, which is often how budgets and political uh, lines are drawn throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, in Canada, you guys are more like gangs. Like you've got – you actually have east side townships and west side townships. I don't know if you know this, but east side of Canada, a township or a canton in French Canada is uh. simply a census subdivision and doesn't have any administrative responsibility. So there's like no like small township government or anything like that. I, yeah, I just uh, – the, the French there because uh, the Maple Leafs are playing the Montreal Canadiens, so I'm mm. pretty anti-French at the moment. There's a, yeah. lot of, a lot of infighting going on right now, but normally I'm OK with the Quebecois. Yeah, until they – yeah. But if they lose, I think we burn their city down. Uh. I'm up for it. It's been okay. a bit of a pain in the ass for a while. Let's talk about it <laughs> offline. <laughs> I guess, okay, also, also, there's also Prince Edward Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fan. right, them. But they they call their townships lots, like L-O-T-S, mm-hmm. like lots. But that's just like them always trying to make themselves sound cool. So different. <laughs> Friggin' Spud Island. The P.E.I. is notoriously cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Shout out with to the PEI. Yeah, with your potatoes and your red sand. Exactly. You know they actually have a really cool potato museum in the PEI? I don't know if I call it cool, but it's what they have available to put in a museum. Look, when you spend your anniversary in a potato, yeah, things cool, like the right? PEI's potato museum, that's that might just make it on the bucket list. Yeah. You have an eye for potatoes now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but um, um, good job. I like that one. That sucked. Uh, in the west of Canada, though, townships are geographical sections made up, get this, they're made up in 36 square mile sections. Why, why, why all of a sudden in Canada, where you guys do everything by kilometers, are your townships broken up in 36 mile sections? I don't know. It's so weird. It's still strong there. I guess. Uh, we still do inches. I mean, if I'm talking about, you know, genitalia size, we're probably going inches. I'd go centimeters. It sounds bigger. You would. <laughs> you should. I have I to. <laughs> 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 
But just, I digress. But just, just in case you're wondering, 36 square mile sections converts to 93 kilometers if you're speaking the queen's length. So, ah, man. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about townships. Uh, back to mm-hmm. John and Nancy. John and Nancy, they did what any normal couples do. They had kids through sex. They ate hot dogs, and they had disagreements on hot dog preparation. Uh, It was during one of these heated dog moments when things started boiling over, and a foot-long argument ensued, and John got frank with Nancy regarding her cooking methods, and things Vienna out of control, and she mustered Frankfurt his feelings because things took a turn for the bratwurst. (laughs) Wow. You leave a whole lot left there for me, man. I can't see anything. You're a wiener? I don't know. That's, that is something else, man. That was a lot. Frankfurt's feelings, that's a good one. Man. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> Throat full of your knees, <laughs> you, uh, you ready for me to hit play? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Calvin County now on one of those... I'm at 69, 69 East Main. My son just shot his wife. Uh, two houses to the south of me. She shot, he shot his wife? That's what I'm telling you. Okay, and two houses to the east. How do you know this? My sons were just here. What's the matter, son? No. What's the matter, son? What's the matter? Right, what is your name, sir? Okay, you got to get here. My son yep. just shot his wife. Okay, okay. Is, is she I'm dead? 69, 69 East Main. My son's here right now. Okay, what house is his wife at? Uh, two houses east. Okay, do you know the address? No, I do not. No. no. All right. Sherman, your name is Sherman, right? Yes. Sherman Kovac? Yes. Okay. And you're calling from 344? I got the 69-69 Sir, I got people in route, okay? I got help on the way. Okay. Now I need to get some information from you, sir. Okay. What is your son's name? What is your son's name, sir? John Kovac. No. What, what is the first name? No, you're not. What's his first name? John, J-O-H-N. And how old, son. How old is he? Forty. Did he still have the weapon with him? I do not know that. He doesn't have it. I can see him. He doesn't. Okay. Are you on tax six with him? What you asking me? Sir, just, just stay on the line with me, sir. I need you to stay on the line. Don't hang up. Stay on the line. Get your butt over here. Now. Dad, what are you doing? Okay, okay, Brad. All right, I'm still with you. What is he wearing? He's wearing a black T-shirt with uh, camo shorts. White male or black male? White male. Black T-shirt, camo shirt, shorts. What's that? I'm just repeating it. 69, 69, 69. Where's the baby? 
Okay, you got to bear with me. I just need to get some information from you. Hey, where's Where's John? Sir, 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 I know where you're at. 6969 East Main. I know that. Where's my boy? Is he inside or outside? Inside. He does not have a gun. Okay, is he being violent towards you? No. Was this an accidental? I don't know if it was accidental or not. Is that him in the background? What are you asking me? Is, is that him crying in the background? Yes. Okay. I know, but you wish you would have come to me, son. I wish you would have come to me. Can you ask her if she's dead? I Can I ask him? You have to figure that out. You can't ask him I'm that? enough trauma. Okay, sir. I understand that. Thank you. Okay, where is he at now? I got him in my arms. Okay. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. So much to unpack. Yeah. Yeah, 6969. That's easy to remember. And uh, <laughs> at one point, the son's like... I just wanted to be an old man down by the river. <laughs> like, he sounded like Chris Farley in the background. In the background, yeah. And his dad like, is such a bro, man. Like, he, he kept on, you're going to have to ask him. I don't know. But the kids the kids in the background. Oh, oh that was man. a heartbreaker right there. Is Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get into this. But, yet, you know, on what you were saying about the dad is we've heard parents before when they make the call and they're like, ultra protective of their kids right and they're like yeah. sort of dismissive of any questions that are coming their way i felt like he he had a good balance like he knew his kid did this and was going to have to be accountable for it but yeah. at the same time was like objective with the dispatcher like i don't know if he's dead and i'm not going to ask the crazy guy right now you're going <laughs> to have to f- you go there <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not going to implicate him and then, then when he's talking to him, he's like, "You should have came to me, son." Like yeah, that, that's that's father, yeah, right? Indicative. That's the fa- yeah. Terrible. So, okay, just uh, just prior to the shooting, uh, according to their ten-year-old son Jason, who actually had to stand as a witness, an inebriated John was in his room listening to some tunes while an inebriated Nancy. And their two sons watched TV in the other room. So drunk John comes out and asks drunk Nancy to make him some hot dogs. 
See now you see how I see that see the connection full circle with the hot dog comments and all the things that I did before. I see it. Yep. Yeah, uh, good job. Journalistic go. tips. Pat yourself on the back while these Thank kids you. cry in the background. Okay, I will. Jason, the ten-year-old, and Nancy, drunk Nancy, went to the kitchen and started boiling some hot dogs. Um, John came in and started calling her names and criticizing the method she was using to culinate his meat tubes. <laughs> During the argument, Nancy asked John for their debit card and the keys to their vehicle. J- Remember, this is all coming from Jason, the 10-year-old. So John throws the keys at Nancy's head, and she ducks to avoid them. And then John threatens to get a divorce, and she says, No, you're not! It was then that John grabbed Nancy's hair with both hands and said, I'm getting a lawyer! I'm getting a lawyer. So Jason said he then heard John hit Nancy. And then John retreated to his bedroom where previously he was listening to tunes. Uh, It's not specified as to what tunes he was listening to. I'm going somewhere between maybe like Nickelback and Third Eye Blind. Yeah, I got ground control to Major Tom going okay. through my mind. It could be, yeah, he, he was drunk, so maybe it was a little more thought provoked. Maybe Pink Floyd the Wall. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Um, so, hey, did, real quick, yeah. you know that Pink Floyd the Wall was named the Wall because the lead guy for Pink Floyd wanted to build a wall between him and his the audience and society and all that stuff. Really? <clears throat> wow. Initially, That's apparently he was a dick. But go ahead. Yeah, Roger Waters. Um, That's him. Yeah. yeah, he was very antisocial. Yeah, and the, the, the like movie. The wall. Have you ever seen the movie The Wall? Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, weird. Doing a lot of drugs, I guess. I didn't understand it, but what I learned later was that the wall initially, yes, the wall that that you know that weird societal mm. wall between like the haves and the have-nots type thing. But in his mind, it was like I got to build a wall between myself and this audience because I can't stand them. Wow, that's a. Uh... It's not really something you want to say if you want to keep exactly making money off them. <laughs> yeah, or what? Or what, how was it? Currying favor. <laughs> uh, anyway, so okay. Despite Jason, the ten-year-old, warning his mom, "Don't follow Dad into the room." She went into the bedroom, slamming the door. Moments later, Jason heard glass shatter. And John came out of the bedroom and told Jason to go to his parents' house with his brother just down the street. He said, I just shot your mom. Mm. They go to the to John's parents' house. The call was placed after John shot Nancy once in the head with the forty five caliber handgun. Um, on the call, as... Yeah, there's so much going on on that call. But you can hear John in the background uh, saying some interesting things. One thing he said was, I did her parents a favor. They hated her. Which it might be a bit telling as to the family dynamic amongst all parties. Like most of the time, if you don't hate your child. (laughs) But he's Mm. saying I did her parents a favor because they hated her. Which that seems like an... I don't know if that, that that really doesn't excuse you shooting your wife, for in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Hey, ground control the major time was that David Bowie or did he do it? Did he do it on uh, on a Pink Floyd song? No, it was it was David Bowie. 
Oh, okay. Why are yeah. we start talking about Pink Floyd there? Because I said I said thought provoking music, and then I said ah, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Okay, back to uh, this woman getting murdered in front of her kids. <laughs> I lost you there for a minute. Huh? You're you're, stuck, you're like I I gotta figure out where this got a bigger comes fish from. to fry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bless your heart, Nancy. But who who wrote Ground Control to Major Tom? <laughs> This is about me. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Here's where the heartbreak really starts coming. In the background, you can clearly hear the sobs of the children right. who are still reeling from what just happened. So, Luna, I, I can't – honestly, I can't relate with the history of those kids in that home, how they must have been feeling. Actually, I remember one – Yes, only one time when I heard my parents fight. By the time I made it downstairs, my mom was in the car backing out of the driveway. I remember yeah. I was nine, and it mm. felt like the bottom dropped out of my life. I asked my dad if she was coming back, and he said yes. But, you know, in his dad mind, he's got all the context that this was just an argument and all that, right? But, mm. but to me, that yes, you know, didn't answer much. Sure. It, it, it definitely didn't you know, help the feeling that I had. So my siblings and I spent the next two hours cleaning the house for her to come home to when she came back. She came back and everything was fine. Yeah. And I know that is sort of like comparing apples to buses, but I recall <laughs> the feeling that I was somehow at fault for her leaving. Although, you know, I was miles away from the issue at hand and not even present when it all went down downstairs. Sure. I, I still felt like I did something to cause it. Um, yeah, as a kid, you would. As yeah, a kid, you have you? Do. I, I don't want to dig, but have no, you? No, no. Did you ever yes, feel absolutely. that way? Yeah, sure, sure. No, I didn't feel that way. I um, I just felt like I wanted everything to be okay. But part of uh, I'm trying to kind of move on from from all that kind of chatter and talk, and I appreciate what, what, what you're saying there. I think I've said enough in the past. Yeah. I'm really trying to to move on from all that stuff. I will say that, I, yeah, I've, I've definitely been in those situations. And for, for me, what it was like was I just wanted everything to be okay. I, I can't relate to the type who feels like it was their fault because I never did because I knew it wasn't. It was pretty clear that it wasn't mine. That's, that's a healthy um, way of looking at it. The thought might have been like, what can I do? <laughs> what right. can I do to to fix this mm-hmm. as as a, as a little kid? Um, but you you can't you can't you can't as a little kid you can't. It's not and, your fault, and, hence hence me and my siblings cleaning the house like that was going yeah. to you know right yeah trying to make things a little bit easier for them for sure yeah I do recall one time I, well, coming in my mom was crying and her mother had died and I remember clearly thinking um, leave mom alone mm. I remember thinking like just let her. And that was very young. And it's something I kind of took with me through my whole life. When somebody is obviously shattered, when somebody is is completely lost, not to try to fix it. And I knew that from a very young age because when you try to fix it, you're making it about you and you're becoming an annoyance to that person. And I knew that at like four or five years old. If I tried to make this about me, hey, mom, look at me. I'm happy. You be happy like me. That was going to be a selfish act. I knew that. Yeah. I, I believe that there's wisdom in how we manage sorrow, both privately, mm-hmm. individually, and how we manage other people's sorrow. Um, a, wise, a, a wise person is cautious. A wise person is compassionate but not 
uh, like you said, not overbearing, not um, not dominant, not stealing the emotion. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's, it's the hardest mm-hmm. thing to let an, a, a let let sorrow play out, which is what you were doing. It's what you need to do. I, like I knew that very. That's why when I see a chaotic situation and other people are trying to intervene and argue amongst themselves, and then the arguments turn into min, mini, mini arguments, sub arguments mm-hmm. within the the larger argument. I know that it just needs to play out. That it just needs to. Everybody shut up. Yeah. Like, and if that person who's had this happen to them, or this person has done something, and they're they're going through the fallout from it. Just like kind of the father is being here on the call where he's like, okay, I know, son, you should have come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, stroking his head, I, I picture holding it. He's, like, he's in my arms right now. There's nothing you can do. It's already been done. So just don't make it worse. And he was doing a great job. He's a, he was. He, he was wise. So was the operator, by the way. Yes. The operator was solid, in my opinion. The unhealthy approach would have been, which he probably had all the qualification and the knowledge and context to do so, would have been like him immediately going after his son about how he Why'd was you drunk. Do this? Yeah, he was drunk two days before yeah. and, you know, he – well, you know, this never happened if you had – but he didn't. Right. And the, and the why you do this thing, the like why would you do this to us type of thing is, is exasperating. It's making it worse, right? You need to be like it's over, it's done, and now let's, let's figure this out. Just how he's talking to the operator too. Like you're going to have to talk to him about that when the time comes. The, the justice system will talk to him about that when the time comes. You're not going to get me on wax ratting out my son for something I'm not entirely certain about. Exactly. That's the, that's the, uh, the mean streets – of Winnipeg coming out in you, Jack. I, I, I didn't even translate it that way, <laughs> but now that you there, said yeah. it, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Winnipeg. I don't know where you're I'm from. I'm from Ontario. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it means to, sure, <laughs> there. So after a little bit of time, the phone was actually handed off to John himself. Uh, let's listen to how that went. You ready for me to hit play? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, really quick. Hey, what do you get if you have the word play, P-L-A-Y, but take away the L? Lay? You take away the L. Pay. Okay. And who is currently first in the AFC East? Football's not happening right now, man. I'm 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 a hockey head right now. Let's go Leafs. GLG. Okay. Okay. But like historically, who, who, who ended the last season first in the AFC East? I forget. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to let you down on this one. The Bills did. Okay. The Bills did? Oh, that's why I forgot. Yeah. I, I'm an anti-Bills guy. Just yeah. like I'm a, a, anti-Canada. I grew up above the Bills. <laughs> and as soon as the Bills started winning, I was like, I don't want to hear all these assholes talk about how great they've been when they've been shit forever. Yeah, no, I, that's that's why I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I had to Google all this to make this part happen. So, just roll with me. So, okay. If someone had to play the Bills... But they took the L, which means they lost in foosball language. Uh, what would they have to do? So they play the bills, but they took the L. Yeah. What do you they got? Pay the bills. Oh, they pay the bills. How about that? So guess what we're gonna do right now? That was amazing, man. Thank you. All right. Wow. Here is the call. Here we go. 
Hello. Hello. I'm unarmed. I'm at my mom and dad. John? Is this John? Okay, yes, John. I just, I just shot my wife. Okay, was this deliberate, John, or did you accidentally shoot her? I don't know. She okay. screamed at me. She okay. screamed at my kids over boiled hot I'm on the phone with him right now. Excuse me? Once John, I got heavy. Hold on a second. Don't hang up, please. Yes. I'm unarmed. My kids are present. I will come out. I don't care. You there? Yes, I'm here. I can't okay. handle this. I, I, I need you. I, I, listen, John, 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 I need you to walk outside with your hands in the air. Not a problem, Mom. Okay, put the, give the phone to your dad and walk outside. Give the phone to your dad and walk outside with your hands in the air, slowly, Not okay? A Not a problem. Big phone, Dad. Big phone. Take it over to see Dad. They want you outside. Put your hands off, Dad. Are you heading out, John? Right here. Oh, Come on. Come on. Come on. Go. Go. Is he, is he, hello? Hello? What's that? Hello, Mr. Kovac? Yes. Yes, is he heading outside now, sir? Uh, the cops are got him. Okay, sir. All right. <laughs> I can't hear you. I know you. I know, sir. I know. Hang on one second. All right, Mr. Kovac, I'm going to hang up with you. Okay. Um, please stay on. Please stay in the house, and the officers are going to come talk to you here shortly. Okay. Thank you. All right, sir. Good luck. Bye bye. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Ground control. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. those kids are killing me. That that was. I mean, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine watching. Knowing what just happened, and then within mm-hmm. an instant, your other per- parent is taken away. I heard the kids in the first call. I believe I, I, it, it. I can't quote it, but it was along the lines of like, "Why? Yeah, like why did you do this do to mom? That? Yeah. Well, and Jason, the ten-year-old, was even warning. Like he was involved enough with the scenario that he's warning yeah. his mom. He's like, "Don't go in the room. Don't go yeah. in there right now." Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, just kill me. That is just yeah. So- the kids, the kids, man. Uh, the, yeah, there's not much to say about that. Go ahead. Uh, well, during his trial, John's son testified as a witness. Uh, he asked if his aunts. He actually asked this. He he asked, "Will my answers put my dad in jail?" Uh, to which the reply came from the prosecutor, no, Jason, your dad did that to himself. Right, which is a passive yes. Yeah, passive <laughs> yes. Uh, boy. Um, so Jason Kovac was sentenced to 18 to 30 years for second-degree murder and an additional two years for felony weapons charges. So he'll serve at least 20 for what mm. he did. Uh, his sons are being raised by Nancy's parents, and it should be said that Nancy, prior to the murder, posted online that she was, quote, proudly married to her best friend, unquote. Uh, after the trial, a close friend of Nancy's stated, 
Nancy's best friend shot her in the head and killed her. End quote. End quote. <laughs> That's a nice quote. <laughs> Serving the same amount of time as J- our boy Jason uh, Vukovic yeah. out there in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just so, oh. so sad. Um, this also brought up something else in the in the town that uh, there was there was uh, resources for drug and addiction uh, as far as court resources and legal resources. Um, but at the time that this happened, um, there weren't there weren't resources really for managing cases having to do with domestic violence um so since then there's been changes made which i hate to say it but oftentimes change follows catastrophe yeah oh yeah so often what year did this happen again 2013 20 years ago 2013 2013 oh okay gotcha oh that's not that long ago for them not to have that kind of stuff in place yet yeah well, you know, when you're a little tiny town and everybody's operating right. and functioning, sometimes you're like, oh, crap. Huh. Guess we should. Right? Nobody ran anybody over with the combine? Oh, yeah. we don't know what to do here. Weird. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's crazy. Crazy world. Anyway, um, hey, how about a happy ending? Oh, sure. Okay, let me ask you this question really quick. Mm. What are your thoughts realistically? Like, what are your pragmatic thoughts? <laughs> On, <laughs> like as opposed to what? <laughs> unrealistically. <Okay. laughs> what What are your thoughts when it comes to peeing in a pool? Mm. I hate it. Hate it. Not okay with it at all. Do you uh, do it? Mike, uh, I've did it. I've done it. I've done it in like a, a lake. Okay. But in a pool, I've always known that, that everyone's going to be swimming in my piss. Don't do it. Um, so my thoughts are that it's gross. Okay. Privately, I can tell you that the world is divided on this thing. That They think that it gets killed by the chlorine and all that? It, technically, it does because of science. But, yeah. but also, it, just because it kills it doesn't mean that we should do it, right? Can I give you a saying right now? Yeah, go ahead. Dilution is the solution to pollution. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, just having a lot of water and you piss into it doesn't matter because, you know. There's there's so much dilution uh, there that you're polluting it and it doesn't even matter. But D- does it does it that's affect? That's a water treatment saying from from my girl who works in a water treatment plant. You just dilute uh, the hell out of everything, and that's the we solution. Should, we should have her on the show sometime to talk about. She'll water never come. Treatment. She doesn't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, neither does my wife. So eh. <laughs> probably better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I love you, wiferator. <laughs> I hate you, Miss, Mrs. Luna. Ruin my life with these stupid kids. <laughs> you can't even make hot dogs. <laughs> uh, moral to that story, don't ever shoot your wife. Also, don't ever boil hot dogs. What's up with that? Right. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it is one method, one oh, culinary it. method. It's a method if you're like, that's a lot of work for something that can be easily done on the stove or in a microwave or on a barbecue anywhere else. It's done better. Yeah. I, under, I never understood boiling hot dogs. I used to work with a, with a woman. Oh, God. We used to call her hot dog water because she smelled like it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> HDW, shout out. I could just but taste she, her she, just then. I could taste her when you said that. <laughs> yeah, mm. I never did. <laughs> Good. Um, 
Yeah, one time I was a missionary, and this guy invited us over to his house for dinner, and we were creeped out. Like we kind of felt like he was grooming us for you know, uh, uh, like maybe a stay, sexual molestation, yeah, like a stay in his basement or something. <laughs> yeah, so right. it was a little creepy. Um, but we went there. And he was like, you guys like hamburgers? I was like, yeah, I love hamburgers. He's like, all right, we're having hamburgers. I'm like, sweet. He takes his pants off and sticks his butt in your face. <laughs> Get to work, boy. I, I don't know what's worse, whether that would have been worse than what actually happened was he boiled hamburger. Oh, God. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Like, he like would frozen like, patties? No, no, no. He would like wad up the, this, the circle of meat, the, the, the ball of meat, <sighs> not even this smush it into a patty necessarily, and then wow. boiled it. So we're eating sort of – it's sort of like eating like a – oh, I don't know, like a tennis ball mm-hmm. of gray slimy meat inside of – Two buns. It's it's overcooked and undercooked at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was also I, – I never thought that I could not like hamburger, but that is one <laughs> preparation method that I do not advise. One star would not recommend. I'm not even going to try it for Oof, fun. So bad. Anyway, so I have a question for you then. Uh, so you're against peeing in a pool. What about pe- yeah. what, what about penis in the pool? <laughs> you can't help that. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Probably. Oh, just dicks in the pool? And, oh, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Mine's in too. Yeah, but uh, but they should probably stay covered. Right? Oh, you mean just open penis in the pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free free, free floating. Uh, kind of against that, yeah. Okay. Why? Well, let's listen to this call. Okay. You ready for me to hit play? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like hamburger getting boiled in a pool. We recently did a hot tub episode with some homeless dude who hung out forever. I still don't understand that. But yeah, here we go. Here we go. This is something you got to see. This is unbelievable. And what's the problem there? I got a man in the pool. He's got his private stuck in the pump block. have any news on this even if i did i'm not quite sure i would say it uh, but apparently yeah so he he got his member uh stuck in the pump line they said mm-hmm. my, my thought was this is like i know like i just thought there was like that you know that like floppy gate opening on the pool that's like always like glurk glurk i thought that's where the water always went yeah. to be filtered i didn't know that there was something sucking the water out of the pool that I just always, takes overflow that gagurk, I think. Oh, okay. Because 
I haven't found that jet on the pool, the sucking jet. I've never found that one. I've no. found a lot of blowing jets, like the ones that like you right. get too close and you got an enema. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, I'm only familiar with the blowing jets. <laughs> I'm, let's keep it that way. Let's. We will just focus on the blowing jets. You know, there's a lot of fun to be had with just the blowing jets. Uh, I never laughed so hard during a happy ending, man. Those two were killing me. They were killing Genuine me. Genuine laughter, man. Yeah. That, that's the best. Unexpected laughter. Um, Leroy Luna from Excuse Me, That's Illegal. Yeah. This is the type of thing that he would cover. He would. I think he covered it. Yeah. He could cover that. I mean, that call was eight seconds long, but he could make it into an hour. <laughs> he could. Golly. A guy was banging a whole bunch of... Uh, <laughs> Floatables and pools and stuff. And then he showed me the picture. I'm like, uh, why are you taking a selfie there, Leroy? It looked just like Leroy and me mixed on meth. Oh, man. Excuse me, that's a legal shadow. Yeah. Uh, podcast by Leroy Luna, my brother. No, that was that was something else. Do you have any other information on that? No, I can. I just have imagination on that. One one thing is, I, I have to give him credit because you know I think it takes some some defined membership down there in order for something to actually pick it up and then keep it for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So props to him, probably. Uh, hopefully, yeah. he got it all back. This was an you know, mm-hmm. equal exchange of yeah. time spent. But no, you ever considered using a vacuum cleaner for masturbation when you were younger? No, uh, partially. Me neither. Yeah, I mean, I considered it, but I didn't do it. Yeah, I think part of the reason I didn't was I'm not a psychopath. Oh really? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's no. It's definitely that realm of curiosity. I could see that, like kids, you know, doing stuff like that. If you're a parent who has, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds, uh, check that t- the attachment piece for gut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually, so let's talk, let's talk this through really quick. Sure. Uh, when you're vacuuming and you're using the, the suction hose and you get something stuck in the suction hose, the vacuum goes, right? Yeah. But the actual sucking part of it is diminished because it can't the, there's no flow there's no airflow right so you know, know well just like get it stuck on your cheek or your stomach or you know something else don't you think the top part would be still be getting some action they'd be flopping around with the 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 you know it's the tension the it's trying i'm sure you know what you know what would probably be the most effective in that is the mental picture that you're getting that you're doing something that's a no-no so, so you think you're in there and you're just kind of like feeling just air flowing around you a little bit? Well, it's not- y- you would be present in the vacuum, but the actual uh, the actual thing that typically stimulates would be, you know, something moving past. People listening are like, it sounds like Jack knows exactly <laughs> what's going on. And that the operator doesn't even own a doesn't. vacuum. <laughs> and all the people who have done it are like, yeah, has no idea. And all the people who haven't done it are like, Jack's... An idiot. Just remember, like, subscribe, and tell us in the comments how you've <laughs> how you've made out with a vacuum before. Thank you. Oh man. Uh, hey, let's give a shout out to Patreon um, yep. as an app. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that because Don't it, do that. it's got a lot, mm. lot to, lot to, uh, lot to work on. But Be we <laughs> we are on Patreon. Um, we covered. I don't know, an hour, hour and 20 minutes before this, we talked about a bunch of stuff that we cut out of the public one. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a whole lot going on over there and more all the time. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Here's an announcement. Jack, I'm going to make an announcement. Mm-hmm. We're going to open the store again on June 1st. Okay. June uh, 1st. Are you out of your mind? Yes. It's, it, like you're doing it right away? Yeah, I'm not even prepared. You're ready? Yeah, no. But okay, we're going man. to. We're going to. Okay. Um, I'm excited. My wife is actually behind it, uh, supporting it, and that is after taking a literal beating from the store in December and, and January. I tried yeah. to lay off of her during those times. I knew she was, you know, having a having a time. So, right. Um, but yeah, June first, we're opening the store again. Uh, so um, if you're on Patreon, you get uh, tier thirteen. Tier thirteen gets uh, the free store, right? Two free items for everybody on Tier 13. Yeah, so if you're on Tier 13, when the store opens, um, you get the free store. That's two free items in your cart. It automatically does it as magic. So you could have ten items in your cart, and it makes two of those free. Uh, After that purchase, if you want to make more purchases, like you're just willy-nilly buying things on multiple days and occasions, um, everything after that, you get get, uh, 50% off. No, I'm sorry. You get 25% off. You get 25% off at mm-hmm. just as well as the $5 best tier on Patreon gets $5 off. Uh, I'm sorry. 25, 25%. 25%. Holy cow. Oh, just to make this clear. <laughs> <laughs> get to 25% off their their whole purchase. So, uh come for the come come for the website development skills that I've got. Stay for the products and discounts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So right now, if you come to Tier 13, you will get full Dark Topic. I put 25% of the Dark Topic episodes publicly, and then the other 75% are uh, just there. The operator is coming with, what's it called again? Big Blue, Big Blue Mystery, Mystery Planet. Planet. Yeah. Right. And then you get your free two items uh, for, for June. We're going to talk about the future of the store at a later date, but this is happening right now. And then uh, if you just come and join Patreon at the $5 tier, you get early releases of everything. You get the uncut version uh, where the foreskin gets sucked into the vacuum cleaner and into the bag. And you get to open that bag and enjoy all the little bits of meat and stuff that are in there, the lint pieces. Um, And you also get Brutal Once a Month, which Mm -hmm. is a podcast between myself and True Crime Kent, Kent Chungus. Uh, what else do you get there? Dark calls. Dark calls, which actually is why we have to wrap this one up because you and I have a dark call to record. And then I have to get both of these out today. So Yes. We'll this wrap this up. Marathon. I want to say one more thing too. I've started yep. doing it the, uh, for everybody on Patreon. I've started doing uh, Freestyle Scary where I do a scary story uh, just off the top of my head. I'm gonna, I've done two so far. I made one public. The other one's... Uh, exclusive to Patreon. I'm going to try to do those twice a month where I just have an idea for a scary story and I tell it in a freestyle form on video. You think that I'm gratuitously <coughs> complimentary to Jack on the podcast. You should have heard me after I heard the first one. I I was literally blown away. I forgot at one point while I'm listening to it that it was just a story, not like real, like not a real thing that happened. But he, if you wait for a second, I'll play your reaction to it, which I okay, yeah, for my play, girl too, play, which, play my reaction, which was so so complimentary, man. It was it was making my cheeks flush above and below. Whoa, one sec here. We, me, you, you and I and Kent talk so much that I got to keep going back here. I just got to see when your face looks so happy. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> okay. Dude. 
nuts. That was so. I still got chills. I still have like. I've still got. I've still got chills. That was nuts. That was so good. I don't even know what to do with myself. That was so good, dude. Seriously. Wow. All right, so that was actually wasn't you. That was uh, your one a friend of yours. Yeah, just a friend. So, I, whenever I were on Marco, I say, "Hey, hey, guy, you do this." He's my assistant, and I'm like, the, the accent doesn't come translate well on Marco Polo, which is the video chat app we use. So I have I have the assistant. His name's uh, Cerny Banders. I have him do it. Uh, and he does a good job translating for <laughs> yeah. me. But you were blown away. You don't got to play that if you don't want to. Yeah, I'm playing I, I that. I forgot. <laughs> okay. I totally yeah. am playing that. The first one was good. The second one was exactly the same as the first one. And, and fair enough, I die in every every episode, but I'm going to fix them in the future. And, and uh, no, we, we have a lot of fun over there on Patreon. We do. So thanks to all of them. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to hear the stores opening up, man. That's That's really exciting. Me too. I'm wondering how I'm going to do it. Um, but I've got like, what, se- seven <laughs> days to figure it out. So woo-hoo, let's go. Oh, one more thing. Uh, when, you, when you go to the store, and this will be apparent on the website, but when you go to the store and you, you purchase. So the whole month of June, any purchases that are made will be pre-purchases, so pre-orders. So you'll be ordering your stuff, and then we produce it all in the month of July. That helps us to, to gauge. We're still small. We're a mom-and-pop shop when it comes to the merch so that helps us know how much we need to buy of shirt blanks and all the things because we make it all in in our garage <laughs> in our shop so that helps us we know then how much of everything to buy so that we're not like running willy-nilly and running out of stuff so everything that mm-hmm. gets ordered you can guarantee you're going to get it perfect all right well okay, that's buddy. all i got that's for good. this one um love you jack Love you too. Hugs, everybody. Hello, it's me, Karen. The operator told me that as long as I don't transmit any viruses to your earballs, that I could do the thingy here at the end of the episode. The operator would never tell you this himself, but he is so amazing. He is the smartest, and the funniest, and the best at jibber-jabber and not swearing. Jack is also funny, in more like a drunk uncle sort of way. Anyway... Thank you for listening. We love you all. Insert something about Patreon. Insert something about social media. Insert some hugging. And a heart emoji. Ending. Recording.